Hey everybody and welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast, Episode 7. So over the last few weeks you've heard me talk about loads of different health conditions around hormones, for, um, female health and PMS and fertility and what we can do to help ourselves, be it through food, supplements, herbs, loads of different things and there are loads of different ways that we can help ourselves and bring our hormones back into balance. I've touched on contraception, hormonal contraception, what it means to be a woman, all those different things. Now, when I say what it means to be a woman, it's, it's different for every woman, but it's it, something I, that I feel really passionate about is that we need to, we need to realize our power as women. And that's why this week's podcast, I'm actually going to be talking a bit about period shaming. Now, period shaming has been around since the dawn of Western civilization, but it's only now in the last few years that people are starting to speak out about it and really understand that this is actually an issue. You know, women are being bullied and teased and ridiculed and shamed for having periods, which is ridiculous like half the population are women and we have periods. It's a normal, natural function. It's a human bodily function. And there just seems to be an awful lot of shame surrounding our periods. Now, I'm not going to lie. Yes, of course, I was, I used to have shame around my period. I don't anymore. And now I, as for anyone that's been listening, I've been speaking about periods and PMS and all women problems constantly on here but yeah there there was an element of shame and embarrassment uh, a few years ago so I think it was just a matter of really connecting in with myself as a woman and connecting in with other women who who feel the same so this week like I said I'm going to be talking all about period shaming and the taboos that surround our periods and surround women really and that female power now a lot of this is all my own opinions from self-development work and accepting myself as a woman because it's the one thing about self-acceptance is that you have to accept all of you not just parts of you it doesn't work that way unfortunately it would be brilliant if it did but it doesn't so yeah I'll we'll get started and uh, hopefully I can shine a bit of light on the whole issue of period shaming. Where does it come from? Why do we have it? And how do we change it? Short answer where it comes from, the patriarchy. Now look, this podcast is not going to be about men bashing. I hate men bashing. Yes, we have lived in a world of patriarchy and misogyny, and of being kept down and held down. But I still don't agree with man bashing. I've talked about this before, how I class myself as an equalist. Yes, a feminist, but also an equalist. For me, I think that's more important. That, for me, how I see it is that everybody is valued, no matter what your sex, what your race, 
what your religious views are. I think everybody is deserving of love and acceptance and should be validated. So I do want to make sure that I'm not, this is not a man bashing episode. It's just trying to understand where these traits and this taboo in our society has come from. And it, it has come from that patriarchy. Like, going back thousands of years, women have been made to feel like second-class citizens. Now, this isn't in all cultures. It's very different in different cultures. Like, the in the Amazonian, women have actually always been revered. And looking at the African tribes, yes, they have their... Not all of the tribes, there. it's different for each tribe... But even in with the Aboriginal tribes in Australia, like women were held as the healers, the caregivers, everything. Like even if you look at the Native American cultures, you know what they literally they don't class either sex as being either sex. They are just spirit. But yeah, like going back thousands of years though, in mainly our culture, we've been led to believe that we are second-class citizens and that our very existence is evil. Like, all you have to do is look at the biblical story of Adam and Eve. Eve was the, the destruction of all mankind because she took the apple, you know? And ever since, like, this is in a book that is apparently written through man, but by God. Now, I'm not going to get religious on you here because everybody has their own religious beliefs and I'm not going to bash any religions, but at the same time, a lot of the culture surrounding women and surrounding why we have been kept down for so long is because the people in power way back when were the likes of the people in the church not just the catholic slash christian church but in islam in not not so much buddhism but there is some elements of it there too what you have to understand is that in these in these institutions, and that's really what they are now, again, not so much Buddhism, Buddhism, Buddhism isn't really an institution, but in institutions of religion, the people who were in charge were men, and women were always to be left to the side, kept at home, you know, they look after the children, the man provides, da 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 da, da the woman isn't important. There's a book called The Codes of the Lineage of Light, that really goes into the the beginnings of time and the power that women hold. And that power, <clears throat> that power scared men. When somebody feels threatened or attacked, they will go on the offensive and they will put that attacker 
for a better word, but they will put that thing, person, down so as not to feel threatened, basically. So that's what's happened with women and all going back centuries. And as well, that's what's... It's progressed. Now we are finally coming out of it. The, the movements for for women women and can't talk today sorry for woman empowerment have been going since like the 1950s you know I talked about it on the episode of the pill um you know the pill it it really did catapult the the female movement forward so like it did have its its uses in in some ways but yeah, like we just, we have to look at the history of where it all comes from. And and there are many different belief systems around it, but it, from my readings and my research over the years, it does come down to being kept down because we are a powerful species. Again, the book Women Who Run With The Wolves, it's again all about that woman strength and what we can actually do, do you know, or bodies we can create life and sustain life within us we have periods we bleed for seven days and we don't die you know like how friggin awesome is that just think about what our bodies can do and what we can sustain and this is scary for people who can't understand that so seeing a woman bleed and not die after seven days you know this is scary to a man who has no concept of this now not now because there is a bit more education out there but like back in the day but like even up until my grandmother's generation like women had to be cleansed once their six weeks post-labor bleed had finished like they had to go to the church and get cleansed in inverted commas by the priest like they were classed as unclean so this is basically ingrained in our culture and society so much that it's now kind of ingrained in our DNA. It's, it's part of us. It's like that, that famine mentality. Like look at last year, the beast from the East. We, the entire country got shut down over fucking bread. And that was literally, that's going back to that miasmatic imprint in our DNA for that fear of starvation of dying but it's the same here so that fear and shame and disgust is now ingrained in our dna because it has been said over and over and over for thousands of years so no wonder it's so hard to break that taboo and to break that cycle but it is happening it is finally those barriers are finally being broken down so like what is period shaming I'm sure you have been in work or at home or with friends and someone has turned around to you and said oh you must be on your period you're you're like a bitch you must be on your period oh you're in a bad mood what's wrong with you are you PMSing you must be on your period and that's so frustrating because it's like just because you're in a bad mood doesn't mean you have to be on your period. Like, if a man is in a bad mood at work, it's because he's stressed from 
working so hard and doing a great job. But a woman, it's because she's on her period and she's emotional. Again, that is trying to put somebody down for being who they are. For just literally being a woman. It makes no sense. But again, it's fear. Like women, I, I keep saying it and I'll say it over and over and over and over again. Women are powerful. Look at what we can do. But look at how we, like, we're classed as, as an emotional species. Y- yeah, we are. We feel our emotions. We work through our emotions. Maybe not all the time. Maybe we have to work through them in a, over a period of time. But we deal with shit. And we may be emotional, but once we feel that emotion, it's gone. Do you know? It's great. But it being emotional and being PMSy and it shouldn't be a reason for putting us down in our working environment or in our home environment. But again, that's all down to the patriarchy. And as well, period shaming is something as simple as have you ever heard yourself say or others a lot Again, I'm not man bashing here, but a lot of the time it is men and it's because they don't understand it. It's A lot of the time I don't think it's their fault nowadays. It's just the education isn't there. and Again, it's all ingrained in society. But you'll hear either yourself or other people say periods are disgusting, they're rotten, oh, stop talking about it, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. And it's like, why stop talking about it? Why is there such an issue around it? Now, I know myself. I go through this. Now, I know I've spoken about how progressive the men in my family are, but at the same time, they weren't always, and a couple of them still aren't fully progressive when it comes to talking about periods. And I think it's because they don't understand, or no, they because they do understand. They've seen it with me. They've lived in a house with me where my period was an issue that would affect the whole family because someone would have to come and pick me up from school. Um, but it, that period shaming is all I've actually ever really known from a very young age. Like I was 10 years old when I got my period. I can't remember. I think I was in fifth class. So yeah, I was 10 and another girl in my class got it. And oh God. I'm not sure if anyone out there remembers the TV series Bananas and Pajamas, but there was B1 and B2. We were known as P1 and P2. Do you know? (laughs) Like, the whole class found out that we had our periods, and it was this big, massive thing. And and it was a mixed school, which, to be honest, I was grateful for being in a mixed primary school, but that's off topic. But, like, it was still really embarrassing, like, them going kids going around calling us P1 and P2 because we had our periods. Like, I was in primary school and I had to have sanitary pads in my bag. And, yeah, I was... I felt such shame and embarrassment about it. I'll never forget the first time I got my period. I was at home. I was in the bathroom. And I I had known what a period was. My mom educated me very early on it, thankfully. Tends to run in our family early periods. And... um. I was in the bathroom and I roared for it to come into me. And I was like, I think I have my period. And I started bawling, crying. And I don't know why. 
well, at the time, I didn't know why. Now I know it was, I felt so much shame and embarrassment around it. And then mom was like, look, Orla, it's fine. You know, this is a normal, natural process. Don't worry. We have your pads. We have whatever you need. And I was like, okay. She's like, right now, go down to the shop and pick me up a slice pan. And I did. And I'll never forget leaving the house and running down the road to my local shop and terrified that I was going to bump into someone. And then I did. I bumped into my older sister's friends. And, oh, my God, they were boys. And I was like, they know. They know I have my period. This is terrible. I can't even look at them. And I went puce red. And I was 10. And, yeah, there was... I don't know where that shame came from because my mother had never taught me that it was a a dirty thing. But it just felt like this foreign concept and that I was unclean. But it wasn't then until my cousin, who I had lived with at the time, well, not sorry, not at the time, I had lived with her when I was uh, first brought home from the hospital. Um, we moved in with my grandmother and my aunt and my cousin. She came over to the house the... I think it was the next day or the next week and she was like you got your period why didn't you tell me and I was like oh, I was too embarrassed and she was like this is nothing to be embarrassed about you have your period this is amazing and then I was like okay yeah this is cool I have my period I'm a woman now but that's what your period is it's bringing you into womanhood Do you know I've talked about how when girls in different tribes when girls get their periods they have a moon circle and they celebrate it and they celebrate the beginning of her life as a woman and they celebrate their, their creativity and what they can do and how much power they have and this is what periods should be about it shouldn't be about shame and disgust like this culture of shame and women and their periods it's always been around but we can change it as a society as a collective we can change the way society sees periods for the future generations and to be honest, in my opinion, it starts with our children. Like like I said, my mom never shamed me over... Not shamed me, but she never said it was disgusting or anything like that. That was never brought up in the house. But it does start with our children and what we do. So like with our daughters, sons, nieces and nephews. And yes, I'm saying sons and nephews here too. Because we need to educate our boys. I think that's what's wrong in society is that boys aren't educated on it. Like, I went to an all-girls secondary school. My primary school, there was no such thing as sex education because in Ireland back then there wouldn't be any sex education in, in a primary school. There'd be no need for it. To be honest, I do think there's a need for a bit of biology in the, fe- in the female and male bodies in kids at a young age. The younger they are and the more you normalise it, it's not an issue. You don't teach boys and girls about their bodies at a young age in a classroom environment where they can ask questions and be told things are normal. Do you know, it, this is why there are issues because everything was kept taboo. You weren't allowed to talk about things. You weren't allowed to say vagina or penis which is ridiculous. Like, even me, I will say Lady Garden on Instagram because 
apparently vagina is an offensive word. Same as penis. Like, they're just words. They're parts of our body. It's the exact same thing as saying a leg or an arm. So, yeah. You know, educate our kids at a very young age and things are going to be normal and they're not going to be skitting and laughing because they know that, yes, this is normal. Like, when a little boy, I'm sure for anyone out there that has sons or nephews, if they've gone into your bathroom and they've pulled out tampons or pads and they've been like, what's this? Explain it to them. Just tell them exactly what it is. It's for, it's used for your period. Every woman has a period. They bleed for five to seven days, sometimes less, sometimes more. But we use these to collect the blood. And if their response is, ew, just say no, that's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like if they think it's disgusting, tell them that it's not disgusting. Tell them that it's wonderful. It's a normal bodily function and it shows strength. It shows the power every woman and girl has. And explain to them that they can bleed for five to seven days and not die. And how cool is that? Do you know? It's not telling boys that girls are better than them. Because, again, this goes back to me being an equalist. But it's just about explaining to boys that it's okay to have a period. Like This isn't a disgusting thing. And if you make it cool... Then they're going to be like, yeah, actually, that is kind of cool. Now, I understand it may be harder for boys to take that advice from women, but talk to your partners, to your husbands, your dads. Do you know, start talking about periods. Like, I know it's easier said than done. Like, in my house, uh-uh. No, can't do that because it's my poor daddy just, he, he can't deal with it. Yet he used to have to come and pick me up from school, secondary school, because I'd be in absolute pieces. I'd be vomiting, diarrhea, bilious attacks. And I'll never forget, he came to the school one day and he literally had to carry me out and he just looked at me and goes, it's a man's world, Orla. And I just looked and I said, yeah, it is. And that's not right. And he just laughed. Because that was his re- response, that was his reaction. But like, even then another time, a guy I was going out with, like explaining to him about a period and he was disgusted by it. And I'm like, what the hell did you learn in school? Did you study biology at all? Well, he was in an all-boys school, so I have no idea what they're teaching boys in secondary schools. That's an all-boys school. Anybody here is listening that works in secondary schools, in a boys' secondary schools, can you please educate me on this so that I know? Like, there's just so much shame over it, and I don't understand why when it's a normal function. But I do understand because boys aren't being educated on it. And I think if boys are being educated on it, and if it's spoken openly about that's going to get rid of the taboo itself. Like, I know I've talked about my brother and how progressive he is, and he is really progressive. More so now, he wasn't really back in the day, and not in a bad way, but just when it came to periods. But that was because he wasn't taught about them. Do you know, like, yes, he lived in a house where his two sisters and his mother had periods, but it was always kept 
hidden. Do you know, I, the pads were kept hidden in a drawer and in the underwear drawer, things like that. They weren't left out openly. But, like, I remember being off from school, like, one time being really sick with my period. And I remember my brother wouldn't let me have, I wanted to taste something that he was eating. I was like, give me a taste of that thing. He was like, no, 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 I don't want to catch what you have. <clears throat> and uh, so I thought he'd be relieved to know that it wasn't contagious and, you know, you can't catch period it's fine like you're not going to get it yeah no he wasn't really he he was even more disgusted by it and like another time being stuck at home my parents were away my period came early I had no pads in the house so I asked him to go to the shop for me because you know I was blood pouring out of me I, I was like will you please go to the shop and there was no way in hell he would but in fairness, he was only 16 or 17 and, you know, that would be embarrassing in case any of his friends saw. But, like, then I had to pack my underwear with half a roll of toilet paper and leg it down to the shop and pray that I didn't leak everywhere. Do you know, like, that stigma around periods, we shouldn't have to go through that. It should be a normal thing for a man to walk into a shop and buy a pack of pads or tampons, or whatever it is that you use. I'm very lucky in the relationship that I'm in now. If I run out and I'm stuck, I will text him and be like, babe, I'm stuck, will you pick me up a pack of pads or whatever? And it's, there's not even a second thought given to it, do you know? He's sent me on pictures before of which ones, and I'm like, great, those ones. And that's how it should be, do you know? That's how it should be normalised. But all of these responses are learned and we can change them simply by ending the stigma. Yes, like I said before, it is ingrained in our DNA, but at the same time, we have the power to change that now. We have the technology to change that now. You are listening to me on a device right now from somewhere else completely different. Do you know, we have the ability and the technology to make these changes. And how do you end the stigma? You talk about it. Yeah, educate people. Like teaching our boys the importance of supporting women instead of shaming them. Like teaching our girls that it's a powerful, creative time to come into our moon time instead of it being a hindrance, do you know? And yes, I know it is painful and I know it can be disruptive. But thinking of it in a different way yourself, changing your attitude towards it, it that's what's going to make the difference as well. Like women have been conditioned to think that their bodies are dirty or they're just a sexual object and like your monthly cycles are unclean but that's just conditioning do you know that's societal conditioning over the years and again even with the likes of women's bodies just being a sexual object like like we have to change our natural appearance just to be accepted the likes of waxing and shaving and all of that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not about to stop waxing. But for me, that's a personal preference. And it's actually not based on looks. It's more based on sensitivity and pleasure. Simple as that. It's it, You're more sensitive when you're waxed. But that's, for me, why I would wax. It's not about looks. You know, yes, I, I do take pride in how I look 
but that's for me and not for anybody else. Like that saying, looking good, feeling great. When, for me as a person, and I know for a lot of women, when you feel like you look good, you feel good. Do you know, it's it's that self-confidence and it's not about anybody else. It's just about making yourself feel good. But with the likes of like waxing or shaving under your arms, shaving your legs, it's everyone's, each their own, whoever wants to shave, work away and shave. Whoever doesn't want to shave, don't shave. That's your preference. But our natural state of being is to have hair. It's to have hairy legs and to have hair under our arms and in our pubic area. That's normal. It's there for a reason, you know, like, but we have been conditioned to get rid of that. And it's the same when it comes to period shaming. We, society has been conditioned to think periods are disgusting when they're not. And like, even the same with boobs, like your, your boobs are there for a reason. Like, they're not just there for sex that's what nowadays it's like boobs are now a sexual thing you can't have any bit of a nip slip on instagram without your entire feed being censored and blocked and everything like that but it's just a body part do you know like boobs are there for breastfeeding that is what their function is for not just that they are also an erogenous area so it's they're multifunctional but the one thing that they're not is dirty and that's why I don't understand the societal thinking around periods and period shaming and breastfeeding shaming and all these things that are just normal natural parts of life but again I do feel like it's a learned action and if it's learned it can be unlearned we can change the way people think and we do that by starting with the newest generation that has come around. We have the conversations and we educate our boys on what a period actually is and that it's okay. Like for any man out there that's listening, I'm not sure if there are any men listening. If you are, let me know. Um, but for any man out there listening... Or for any woman out there listening who feels that someone in their family acts like this. You know, we need to have our men educated and not be disgusted by it. Simply for our daughters and our nieces. Like, for any guy out there who thinks that periods are disgusting. You have to change your attitude because someday you may have a daughter and she may come to you with her period, with having a problem with her period. And girls are getting their periods at a very young age now. Like I said before, I was 10 when I got mine. But imagine her coming to you and saying, I have my period, I don't have my pads or I don't have this or I'm in pain. And you fob it off as being, oh, go talk to your mother. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. That's a huge rejection to a little girl. So for your own sake and for your relationship with your daughters, educate yourself on it, normalize it, 
and don't let it be a thing. Do you know, like I, there are people that are very close to me and I think it's phenomenal how they act, that it's just so normal. Like if this little girl gets her period and it's an emergency, you know, she can ring her dad or she can ring her granddad and it's a normal thing. Like that's fantastic. That's how it should be. That's progressive. Do you know, we talk about having a progressive culture and changing the world. Start by changing our attitudes and our relationships with natural bodily functions, do you know? Like even us as women, like changing our relationship with how we see ourselves and how we treat ourselves and how we speak about our periods around our kids. Do you know, that's making a step in changing the taboo and changing the period shame and culture and creating a whole new generation and that's what we need to do is to create that generation normalize periods because they're normal it's no big secret they're normal like for me I look forward to the day when my nieces come home and tell me that they're after getting their periods now not that I want it to happen anytime soon because they're babies and I'm like yeah I don't want you to grow up yet but when that day comes, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to be like, yes, you have your period. Let's go light a fire. Let's dance under the moon. Let's embrace your, your power, your creativity, your womanhood. That's what having your period is about. I say it over and over. Like We create and we sustain life from within. Our periods are there to help that process. Do you know, it's phenomenal. And I look forward to the day that if I'm lucky enough to have a daughter or a son, either or, of educating them on it from a young age, that that's my plan. Now, in saying it, when the time comes, it may be a bit of an awkward topic, but it's only awkward if you make it awkward. If you make it normal, then it's going to be normal. So like I said before, if any of you out there have little boys and they come and ask you what a, a pad or a tampon is, tell them exactly what it is and explain it to them. They're going to know then that it's just a normal thing. The younger we teach our kids about things, the more accepted they are, or the more acceptable they are of them. Like all you have to do is look at the, the Nordic countries. They're so progressive with teaching kids at a very young age. Like they have sex ed in primary schools from five six years of age now sex ed isn't just about sex it's about body and bodily functions and body autonomy and consent and everything like that so learning these things at a young age it ingrains in them and there's no shame and no taboo around them like a lot of it in Ireland it goes back to like there was you couldn't even say the word sex without the local priest being down given out to the teacher you know like it, or the teacher would have been fired you know it, it, it's that mentality whereas when we speak about things and we normalize them then it's not going to be an issue yeah so these are all my thoughts when it comes to periods and period shaming and the stigma surrounding it all we can change that we have the power to change it and it's all just about having the conversations you know, open communication. Who knew 
something so simple can be so effective. We can change the stigma for the next generation coming up by having the discussion. It may seem like a hard discussion, but it's actually not. Kids are very open-minded. Responses are learned over time. They're conditioned. If you teach your kids from a young age that periods are normal, then they're going to be a normal thing. So that's it for today's episode. Um, I know I've gone into a lot of feminism with it all again. Not something I was ever planning on doing, but I've gone there. I think it's just because I am sick of living in a world where having my period is shameful. Because it's not, it's beautiful. Again, we bleed for five to seven days and we don't die. It's fucking awesome. So if you like this episode or if you have any questions on it, feel free to... Tag me in it, comment below, screenshot, put it up in your stories, whatever you want to do. I'm always open to feedback and I love hearing your thoughts on the podcasts. So happy Thursday everyone and happy hormones. <laughs>